And welcome to Two Steps Ahead Podcast. I'm Son Edom, alongside somebody who tries to keep me contained. It doesn't work. <laughs> Tara Hochshiro. Hey guys, how are you? Welcome back. Hey, so um, we put a lot of effort into our show. Yes, we do. And um, on top of that, you know, we just have basic life that we deal with. Life's a little bit more stressful nowadays, but you know, we're, we're, we're working, we're dealing with it. But so what are some of the things that you do when you just want to relax, have a terror time? What do you like to do? I love to turn on Turner Classic Movies. Okay. And just watch an old movie. Yeah. Lay on the couch. Black and white? Both. Do they have color in TCM? They do. Really? They do. Both mm-hmm. color and black and white. Yes. Really? What about um, disconnecting? Because we've talked in the past and you've mentioned that your phone is an appendage. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, mine is too. And so we're like right here. And we've yeah. talked about, you know, there's a, a movie where the guy, Owen Wilson, takes the kid's chin and lifts it. And he says, there's a whole new world just two inches up because the kid's always on his phone, <laughs> you know. So, okay. So you're going to unwind and you're going to watch, you know, Turner Classic movies. But you want to unplug. Mm-hmm. What do you do? I also like to uh, hike and run. So at some, like, I like to be in the dirt, have dirt under my feet. So, so be active, mm-hmm. do something active. Because mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things that we, especially in today's society, that we kind of get lost in technology. Mm-hmm. We get, well, first off, we have our jobs. So we get the stress of, of, of jobs. We get the stress of having to pay the bills. We have to work. And then we want to have some downtime or self-care, take care of ourselves. But what do we do? We get too lazy. And so we sit down and watch TV or maybe we're on our phones, social media, things like that. And sometimes that can just add to the agitation right. and the stress because right. it's like we're seeing something on social media that's wigging us out or uh, we see you know, something on TV and it's like, is that really disconnecting and, and refreshing? Kind of hitting the reboot button, so to speak. So, um, so I thought that's kind of one of the things that we can kind of just touch on on this, uh, on this episode is just to, what can we do to just kind of refresh, reboot, disconnect, and kind of take care of ourselves? Because if we don't take care of ourselves and we're supposed to take care of other people, whether it be through our jobs or through family or through, you know, people that we just come across driving down the street. I know there's times where I remember I used to listen to this radio show years ago as a talk radio show and they're still on, but I would be driving home from work and I'd get home and I'd be so agitated. Mm. I'd be so amped up. Mm. And I started thinking to myself, why am I agitated? Why am I amped up? And then it started to dawn on me that by listening to this radio show, this talk show, they were the ones that were amping me up <laughs> and they were the ones that get me agitated because they were all hyped about everything, you know? Yeah. And it was like, whatever, it didn't matter what it was. It was just, you know, different topics they were talking about. And sometimes it'd be topics I wouldn't even care about, but now I'm all like amped up about it. And I'm like, wait a minute. The popcorn has butter. I exactly. The-, <laughs> the, the theater popcorn is going to make me fat, you know? Um, and so I, I realized that, okay, I need to cut back on on um, listening to that show because the show would get me really tense. And so then I started to, and I loved talk radio, you know, sports talk radio, news talk radio, general talk radio, um, you know, all types of things like that. So I was like, okay, what's something else that I could listen to that isn't so agitating. Right. And so I, I, you know, 
eventually it got back to music because music, you can pick the right kind of music mm -hmm. to kind of fit your mood, mm -hmm. to kind of fit your environment. If I need to be uh, up tempo, like a workout, get mm -hmm. the up tempo. If I need mm -hmm. more chill, you can play the chill music. You know, now, a here's a question for you. Do you know if you are like, do you know your personality style? Like, are you an extrovert? Are you an introvert? And by extrovert, introvert, what I mean is where do you get your energy from? So do you get your energy from being around people and having stimulus or do you get your energy from being alone and being quiet and not being around anybody? Both. 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 Okay. I get those times where I want to be out, be around people, get that energy, get that connection, get inspired when I'm with people. Mm -hmm. And then there's times I just want to be by myself mm -hmm. and I get, you know, inspired to do things, my thought process. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes some of the greatest ideas I come up with, I'm lying in bed at night. Right. And then other times I'll take that idea and then when I'm with somebody, I will start to talk to them about it and then they contribute to the conversation and that gets me more excited. And then there's times I just want to go drink beer. Mm -hmm. I will never drink beer. No, I take that back. I will drink beer by myself, <laughs> but I do it very, very sparingly because uh, that's the first sign of alcoholism. So your, no, your but, Sunday, on a side note, on your Sunday night bruise, yeah. are you alone or with a friend? Uh, it depends. Recording. Like, do you record that yourself? I, or sometimes it's myself and sometimes I'm with people. Okay. Yeah. And sometimes okay. And what I really want that to be like. So I'll, on Sunday Night Brew, I usually go to a restaurant, a bar or someplace. And it's on Instagram. My Instagram is at Eden Rocks. And I'll feature a beer at the establishment that I'm at. And dude, in like 55 minutes, he gives like the whole history of this beer. Yeah, so it's like, uh, yeah, so it's like, it's like, a, it's like a beer. And it's, uh, it's, uh, it's just a, a quick minute thing on Instagram that I put. And I just kind of describe the beer taste. And it's usually something I've never tried before. And so I try something new. And so, uh, so it depends. So ultimately what I would like that to be is the opportunity where maybe I can post ahead of time and make it a social thing. So you mm -hmm. talk about mm -hmm. the extrovert introvert by yourself or with people. Mm -hmm. I could go by myself and do it and it's fine mm -hmm. and it's totally okay but then if i have people there to do it with me mm -hmm. that makes it even more exciting more fun mm -hmm. but either way i could i could do that see because i think the reason why i asked the question is is that um as we are thinking about things that we activities that we do to de-stress it's really important to know the kind of personality that we have because sometimes we get confused like why is this draining me or why is this, you know, sometimes we're, we're around someone who's an energy sucker and we don't realize it or sometimes, so it helps to know, like, so I'm an introvert um, by, I would say I'm a little bit of both. Like I have no problem speaking in front of people. I have no problem, you know, being on camera, talking on the radio. I do have a problem, however, with one-on-one -on -one that like, if I have to go mingle, I hate that word mingle. At a cocktail party, I just want to break out in hives. Like I, it just I Why? can't because I have to go talk to people and do the the small talk okay. and the chit chat. What, what about that? I don't know if you guys do that, but I remember growing up when I go to church, they'd be that take a moment to greet your neighbor well, or say hello to somebody. Isn't that, that mingling I, no, in church? No, no, no. That I don't mind because well, all it's you're the gonna, same mingling. No, no, no. Because if there's a time limit on it. Some churches there wasn't. Because there's like, hey, how are you? Nice to meet you. So here, for example. Um, if I go, I've been to a lot of women's conferences, a lot of weekend retreats or whatever. And, um, I just, I, it's like nails on the chalkboard. Every single meal that you sit down, there's a different group of people at the table. You got to introduce yourself. Right. Where are you from? Why are you here? What are you doing? I, by the end of the weekend, I'm going to poke my eyes out because I have to repeat and ask other people. Okay. Can, it's just the two of us, right? Can right. I just be honest? Yeah, absolutely. I don't really care. 
Well, yeah, well, that's all. That's the whole thing about, hey, how are you today? And then someone goes on, tells you their life story, and you're like, oh, I didn't really care. Like, small talk, it makes me crazy. I like to talk, like, I like to have deeper conversation. Right. I want to know. And it's hard in those scenarios to, unless you find somebody at the beginning of the weekend, you kind of hang out, and then, then you can draw it out and find out about people. But just sitting around the table, like, having small talk, I can't stand it. I, I really just want to run. So, um, Yes, that's probably very um, dysfunctional, but welcome to the territory. So, <laughs> Dysfunctional territory. <laughs> this side of the table is dysfunctional territory. Right, right down the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what you want to call your side, but... Um, Zen. No. Zen, yeah. No, but okay, well, here's... So, so, yeah. No, so, okay, so here's to that. I'm kind of similar in some ways in those type of environments. Yeah, I really like going and, sit and talking with people and get to know, because, yeah, sometimes it's like, I'm never going to see you again, so I don't really care. Right. So what I do is I'll just make stuff up. <laughs> about yourself? Yeah, they'll just be ah. like, hey, so uh, tell me about you. So so the first night I'm at a table, the second night I'm at the second table, if table one and table two ever shared notes, I'd be two different people. Right. Oh, I just, I just make stuff up because I make it interesting for me and entertaining for me. Right. Because otherwise, yeah, otherwise it gets boring. So who have you been? Um, well, see, it's been forever since I've gone to one of these things. So like in the past, when I was in college, for example, was probably the, the most, oh, it was a period of time in my life when I went to conferences and things the most. And so my areas of study would always be something different. You know, I was like pre-med or I'd be like, you know, I'm going to be a scientist or <laughs> the school I went to, I would change. Like I would, like a buddy of mine, uh, he was at Caltech. And so I just pretend like I was him, you know, and just give spout off all my, my accolades from Caltech or something, you know, just, you just kind of make stuff up yeah. because it was just kind of fun. Um, as I've gotten older, I've gone, I've wised up and I go less and less and less to these things because I know it's just not my cup of tea. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have to, and now with the invent of social media too, mm -hmm. people can, you know, mm -hmm. check. Um, but yeah, you can still kind of, you know, I went uh, recently to a podcast convention and I was talking to some people and, you know, I was just tell them about the stuff and listening to them. And, um, and I was pretty straightforward with, with who I was and what I do, but I would also kind of, you know, embellish a little bit to make it more exciting for me <laughs> to come up with something to tell somebody instead of just the rote who I am. This is what I do. This is what I am. This is what I do. This is what I am. This is what I do. So maybe we should change the topic of this podcast to white lies. No, because it's not really a lie. <laughs> Because you're just telling stories. <laughs> Embellishing is not a, not no, a white lie. To me, it's just telling a story because, okay, you don't care what the other person, they're in the same boat. Right. If we're all honest, nobody cares. It's like right. the, hey, how you doing today? And then somebody actually sits there and tells you how they're doing. And you're like, oh man, why did I ask that question? Right. I should and have just I'm said, hey, what's up? Here, yeah. Now I got to get so up. So we're and, all yeah. in that mode. And especially, right. you know, if you're going to, um, that's the other thing too. I hate like icebreakers and Ugh. things like that where you have to like yes. go around the room. I remember back in college, you'd go around the room and you'd have to like write down, find out everybody's name and do like a bingo thing, you right. know, or whatever. Or you tape something on the back of your shirt and you have to go and ask people questions to try to figure out who you are by, on, by the thing on the back. Stupid stuff. <laughs> um, waste of time. And so that's when I would like check out, you know, I would go, Hey, it's, uh, Time to do Time whatever. For my medicine. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta go to the bathroom. Bye. You know. Um, and, smoke. and so yeah. So um, so yeah. I can. I can. You know. So I, that, that's just me. But um, but with the invent of so, social media, you have to be a little bit more honest because people can find yeah. out who you are. Yeah. So so you can't embellish as much now right. because people can check up on you. So, but that's good to know because the more that we know ourselves, and the more that we are able to self soothe. So like for, so me being an introvert, if I'm in a crowd of people 
I can only handle being around people for so long. It drains me. And then I feel like exhausted in certain, you know, situations. So sometimes I will resort to my, if I can't get away for 10 minutes by myself and just like, okay, let my brain just do its thing and just relax. You know, I will pull out my phone and, and start scrolling through like Instagram because people who see that, that, that you're on your phone typically leave you alone. So I'm like, okay, let me just sit here for five minutes and just be by myself. If, if I'm in a crowded room and there's nowhere to go, but if there is some ways to go, then I will remove myself and go, you know, decompress for 10 minutes or 20 minutes and just kind of like recharge my batteries. But if it's a long day, sometimes like I've been on a, um, I was on a mission trip one time to Uganda. There was no alone time for 14 days. I was beside myself. I just couldn't get away. Like, and I wasn't, strong enough at the time to say like, Hey guys, I need some introvert time. Please leave me like, like, just don't talk to me. Pretend I'm not here. Cause there was literally nowhere to go by myself. And I was super cranky by the end of the trip. And I was just, and I'm thinking of another trip. Like we went to, um, you know how the kids like in the fifth grade, they'll often go to Washington DC, you know? So I did that, took my daughter. That was a seven day, 10 day trip. And man, was I cranky by the end of that. And I couldn't figure out why I was so, agitated and so cranky at that time I didn't I didn't realize my full like how I roll I just needed some alone time I just needed some terror time to be like let my brain just relax and play and like think and don't talk to me don't you know and I didn't know that so I didn't take care of myself and then I was like cranky and snapping at people and they probably thought I was the biggest you know b but um by the end of the trip so it so no that's why I asked itself like yeah so knowing yourself yeah, and you have a big smirk on your face the entire time I was telling that story. Well, it's because part of it too is is for me, it's like entertaining myself, okay? <laughs> There's societal expectations put on us, yeah, and I just don't conform to them. And so for me, it's easy to avoid those type of situations. So I've never been to Uganda, but... There's always a place, there's always something you can do to, to get alone time. There's always something that you can, you just got to be creative enough to do it. But you mm-hmm. can always find something where you're by yourself or, mm-hmm. you know, create some sort of scenario where you're by yourself because, you know, I do that all the time if I need to get away. Yeah. If I need to get away and it's, uh, you know, most recently, you know, there'd be times where your demand when you're teaching at a college is on you and there's the demand. And sometimes the demand is more than the time you have allowed. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you just have to come up with something as to why you're not available, right. you know, whether, whether whoever's asking or requesting of your time, sometimes you just have to come up with something. And so instead of coming up with something that is just mundane, I like to go to the creative side and be like, okay, well, how can I make this more exciting for me? Mm-hmm. Because that's the only thing that matters. Okay. I'm on, I could be, I'm unavailable. Why? Well, I'm just unavailable. That's the other thing that ticks <laughs> off a lot of people is people's need to know yeah. versus my right to privacy. And people need to know, Hey, are you coming to the meeting? No. Why? I'm not your damn business. I can't make it. Okay, so you want an excuse? Uh, I got root canal, whatever, you know? So I can make up an excuse if you really want one, but the need to know, your need to know doesn't, you know, usurp my right to privacy. And so I think that's just what it is for me is sometimes it just becomes one of those things where I just want to entertain myself. And it's Mm -hmm. a part of me knowing me and, okay, I have to be like in this environment. So you stress out because you have to be with people and mingle. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I might not want to be with people and mingle, but I'll make it entertaining for me as much as I can. Mm-hmm. And that might be embellishing who I am or creating a story or, you know, asking like the most biz- uh, bizarre or, you know, 
mundane questions or whatever, just to, you know, find out something about the other person. See, I have no problem sitting down and talking with anybody. I can talk with pretty much anybody, mm-hmm. but it's how do I want to go about, am I really, really interested or do I really just want to entertain myself with asking you questions about different things? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and it just, it just depends. Mm-hmm. So for me, when you talk about that, knowing yourself, maybe that's me knowing myself, knowing that if I'm in a mingle situation mm-hmm. and I really don't want to be there, I'm just going to entertain myself. Right. Through the questioning and stuff. I'm sincere, but you know, instead of, Hey, how are you? Uh, what's your job? Well, who cares? I might be like, Hey, did you see, you know, what's your one question I do like to ask, which I learned. I went on a, on a trip to, uh, New Orleans one summer and someone asked me the question because in New Orleans, everybody's a musician in LA. Everybody's an actor yeah. in New Orleans. Everybody's a musician. And they said, if you could bring back a musician or somebody mm-hmm. from the dead for one day, you know, they were talking musicians, but we can expand it to anybody. Who would it be? And so a question like that is always something that I like to then ask with somebody because it's more entertaining than uh, who are you? It's like, Hey, if you can bring somebody back, who would it be? Right. And there'd be times where people would say a family member or, um, you know, a mom or dad or grandma, grandpa. And then I'd be like, okay, sets family aside, Mm -hmm. celebrity, musician, somebody like, you know, your dream person, who would it be? And then that starts to develop a conversation that is um, more entertaining for me. And I'm still trying to find out about you. And it's entertaining for everybody because, you know, yeah. I ask you who you are and I ask you what you do, where you live, stuff like that. I'm going to forget that eventually. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. now to me, you're uh, mm-hmm. unrememberable. Right. But if I ask you and you say, oh, I'd love to hang out with Jimi Hendrix yeah. or I'd love to bring back, you know, um, Judy Garland. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, oh, hey. So then the next time I have that conversation with somebody, I'm like, hey, remember this person said mm-hmm. Judy Garland. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just. That's a good, that's a good technique. Yeah. I haven't thought about that. I, I just, I get an so. approach. It is an approach, and I, um, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. You see the I, get, I get exhausted, like, having to, like, throughout the weekend, if you go to a retreat or a women's weekend or whatever women's event, I just get overwhelmed with the amount of information and the amount of people and the amount of, um, hi, how are you? It just, it, it, it Well, see, it feels- might be different for you, too, because, let's admit it, women are chatty. And so you guys probably chat, 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 chat more where guys are like, Hey, what's up? What's up? Okay. Conversation over. Yeah. You know, so it might be a little bit more taxing and exhausting. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are women who ask a lot of questions and I, and, and it is, it does feel very, it does feel very tight. I think because when I'm at an event, um, I'm there for the event and then all of this extra chit chat mm-hmm. and all of the extra socializing it's, um, that's I'm not there for that. So right. I look at it as like a necessary evil. I probably shouldn't. I probably should change my perspective. Um, or maybe it's just that I'm an, a true introvert and, mm-hmm. and it's overwhelming to me to, you know, now to have, if we were going to sit down and have a deep conversation and have something, we're going to talk about something meaningful, then that is very fulfilling to me. Like if there's a problem to solve, if there's something to chew on, if there's, you know, some sort of connection, then I walk away feeling very um, so fulfilled. You're not one to chit chat. No, and I'm not a big like talk on the phone. I was going to ask you that because I know you walk, no. you walk and hike. I and do. Outside the couple times that I'm on the phone with you, um, you're just by yourself. What are you doing on your walk and your hike? By myself. You have a phone on. You have music no. on. Uh, oh well, sometimes I do listen to a lot of sermons. Like lately, I've been listening uh, a lot of Rick Warren. I really like him. Um, and he talks, his sermons are about an hour. So 
I'm listening to his dream series, his vision series, you know, about, um, you know, your dream and your purpose and, and all of that. Um, so I do, I like the rhythm of a, some sort of a podcast or a sermon when I'm running, because then there's that rhythm of the breathing, the rhythm of the, the pounding, you know, of the footsteps. Um, and then whatever it is that I'm learning, I can learn a lot faster when I'm moving and when I'm running. So I do do that. Sometimes I go out and it's just nothing. A couple of times, um, you and I have talked when I'm out. I think I walked six miles one day right. when we were talking yeah. one day. Yeah. <laughs> But see, we thing, had a lot to talk about. Well, the other thing too, it takes your mind off of, because are you one of those people that need to take your mind off what you're doing? Like you go to hike or walk for exercise and to get away, yeah. but then you need to take your mind off of that. Like, if it depends on the miles. So if I'm walking or running three miles, then a sermon is good just because I like to learn and move at the same time. I don't have to have it necessarily for three miles, but it's just a good time to multitask. But if I'm going above three miles, like when I did the LA marathon, then when I was getting into six, eight, 10, 15, 20 miles, definitely had to have music or something to distract me because I'm like, you know, that chatter in your head, I'm tired, my legs hurt my and I had to keep telling my legs, you're fine, you're going to be fine. You're the lungs, okay, lungs, quiet down, you're breathing, you're gonna, you're not going to die. Like I, it's that constantly calming down the committee that wants to stop. And so if I have music to distract me or if I have something else, then the body parts don't scream as loud. So that's interesting because when I'm drinking beer, I have to tell my liver to calm down, <laughs> tell my kidneys to relax. So I can understand that. You know, tell the bodies to, hey, chill, you're fine. You're fine. Plenty of fluids are coming. You'll be hydrated shortly. You're I not going to die. It's fine. It's okay. Let's call a transplant. No. Um, but, but that's the thing. It's like knowing yourself because you can't do... Because uh, some things, even if you do want to get away, okay, so let's say you had the perfect, you had the day where you had nothing to do, nobody, nothing, it's just you. Mm -hmm. What would be your dream, like, uh, what they call it, Ferris Bueller's day off or your, your dream day off, terror, terrorist day off, what would, it, what would that consist of? Even I, know. I hate to disappoint you, but it would be like reading books and writing and really? problem solving and- Still the same. It never turns off ever. It just never turns off. So, but I will say that if I don't have a problem to solve, I am bored out of my mind. Really? Absolutely bored out of my mind. So, um, I don't, I'm not good at cleaning the house. I'm horrible at doing laundry, running the vacuum, dusting, cleaning the bathroom. I'm horrible at it because it's not a, it's just like mundane stuff, like stuff to do. Like there's no problem to solve. There's nothing there's no world crisis. So in order for me to get through vacuuming and cleaning and doing laundry, in order for me to make that happen, I have to have a something to listen to that is educational, that I'm learning, that I have to take notes. So I literally carry around a pad of paper around with me while I'm doing laundry or cleaning up the house. And I put my phone in my pocket and then the sermon or the pot, whatever it is that I'm learning is playing. And then I'll stop and take notes and then yeah, I can't. Sounds like you need a Rubik's Cube. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were going to say like a, a therapist or like no, more like a, Prozac. Like a Rub or... Rubik's Cube. <laughs> just, just, just spend the whole time while you're sitting there waiting for the spin cycle. Yeah, I just, I I'm, yeah it Problem just doesn't solved. Simon, happen. green, yellow, yeah. red, blue, green, blue, yeah. red, yellow. It would have, well, the laundry, it would have to be do laundry at this. At this well, I just time, waiting for the thing to, because you're sitting there waiting for the tumble dry to, mm -hmm. to dry, just sit there and do the. So I take notes, I, you know. I study, I'm, I'm very, I'm terribly boring. See, one of the things that I love to do, 
for downtime when I get the opportunity, which I'm doing more of now in this particular period of time because the freeways are free, people. Stay home. <laughs> I get to the beach a lot quicker. And so I like to just go sit on the beach, listen to music, and just chill. Mm-hmm. Just do nothing but chill and drink beer. Um, and so that way then it's just my downtime. It's like I can sit there and just relax. Uh, you've got the waves. You've got, you know, people doing their thing. And I'm just sitting there listening to music. So I have the speaker and I just sit there and listen and just, I could be there for hours. Mm-hmm. Just listen to music and relax on the beach. No, I love doing that too. I just, I'm not a venture outer. Or, mm-hmm. That's the introvert in me. I'm just like, eh. I'll just- but see, you could be by yourself. Yep. And go to the beach too. Yep. And still enjoy that mm-hmm. because that's, again, just downtime. And yeah. and the other thing too, it's getting out. You know, it's, it's the whole... Um, Homebodiness, where sometimes mm-hmm. you just need to get out of yeah. the where you get out of your house, get out of your place. You I know? need somebody to pull me out. I'm not the one to call other people and say, "Hey, let's go out." Oh, yeah. But if somebody calls me and says, "Hey, let's go out," then I'll, then I'm all for it. But if it's left up to me and right. I have, then yeah, I probably just because it's important, especially especially in times like this where you know it could be. Um, you know, in our last podcast, we talked about kind of the stresses of, of 2020 and some of the, the negative stuff that's going on. But oftentimes, just in life in general, we can get so busy with schedules, with work, with family, with going out, with, you know, having to meet with friends, you know, all these kind of societal obligations, having to mingle and tell everybody our business. You know, <laughs> it's like, okay, there's this expectation of me to do all this, but now how can I just take care of myself so that that way, where it's me time, what's downtime? You know, I know mm-hmm. some people I've talked to, because that's another thing I'll ask people. It's like, hey, so what do you do for downtime? Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of women will like to stay at the spa or a bubble bath with a glass of wine or they want to get their nails done, you know, the mani pedis and stuff like that, which apparently everybody is, you know, can't do now. Um, and so there's things that people like to do that is fun. I just had mine done. Did you really? You <laughs> broke the rules. They're still open. Are they really? They're still open? You think that would be one place? I drove by a barbershop the other day, which is someplace I never go. I haven't been in years. And the barbershop was open. I was down in Santa Monica, in fact. And um, I was thinking, that's kind of unique business because yeah. to be open, because you could probably go a week or two without a haircut. It's mm-hmm. not going to make a difference. And they were still open. But maybe coronavirus doesn't go through hair. I don't know. Um, but but so what, you know, and so th- that's the whole thing. It's like finding something that you can do to take care of yourself that you enjoy, mm-hmm. that's fun, mm-hmm. that then you kind of get refreshed. I know another example, when you go on vacation, and I talked about my New Orleans trip, I went for like eight days, I think it was, really long time. Mm-hmm. And people ask me, why do you go to New Orleans for so long? There's not that much to do. I'm like, okay, the first three, four days, I spent doing all the New Orleans stuff, okay? The last three or four days, I spent doing me. So I did all the vacation uh, stuff, you know, the, the Bourbon Street, the, right. uh, the, the, touristy, the, the stuff. touristy stuff, you know, the, the gardens, the cemeteries, you know, the nightclubs, <laughs> the uh, music. Uh, and then the rest of the time it was like, okay, I'm going to get up and go to, uh, you know, the coffee shop and get some of the donuts there, mm-hmm. you know, um, and then go eat at the restaurants and then go sit along the banks of the Mississippi mm-hmm. and just, you know, do chill stuff. Right. And, you know, it always rained like at one o'clock in the afternoon. So go take a nap, you know, <laughs> just whatever, because then that was my downtime part mm-hmm. of the vacation. Mm-hmm. Cause sometimes you come back from vacation, you're like, oh, I need a vacation from vacation. Exactly. That was the point. The point was I wanted to go see New Orleans and be a part of it, but then I wanted to have a time because New Orleans was a place where you can only be there for so long and then you're like, I've done it. Mm -hmm. And so then it's like, hey, what can I do to just chill? And then I started to do the the relaxing stuff, the downtime stuff. Okay, I'm going to go to dinner and I'm going to take two hours. 
Right. I'm going to go walk. I'm going to go right. see this place. Well, do I need an Uber? No, I've got n- I've got no place to be for the next three days. So let's walk. So I'm going to go walk. Um, you yeah. know, oh, there's this really cool place over here that someone said. Oh, the the the, the green line, the red line, the trolleys. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just going to go mm-hmm. sit and ride one yeah. until I the end. I that way when I go to New York, when we're in Manhattan, because it's so busy and our daughter's an extrovert. And so it's hard to keep up with her. She's just go, 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 go. She's like on and off. There's That's her only two speeds. It's just on and off. So I do get to a point when when I'm like, oh, I just need to sit on the park bench and just watch the people go by for like an hour and just relax because it is. It's a lot of stimulation. It's a lot to take in. And, um, and I feel for people who, like we talked about in the last podcast, that there's, you know, so many, um, stressors, you know, with the coronavirus and the kind of character that we have. And a lot of times when we don't take care of ourselves, when we don't know what it is that fills us up to have that downtime and to re, um, charge our batteries, then when we get to something like the coronavirus, all of a sudden we're just, we just tap out quickly because we don't, our tank isn't full and we don't have, we haven't taken the time to, um, do what it is, you know, that we need to recharge and, and take some me time. Cause our lives are so busy, you know, it's, especially if you have kids, um, you know, it's work and sports and activities and it's just one thing after another. And a lot of times we just don't have time. I remember somebody asked me one time, uh, cause I was teaching doing radio and radio, 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 got a couple shows and stuff. And they said, what do you like to do for your hobby? Well, this is my hobby. Like what we're doing now is like me enjoying my downtime. Yeah, yeah, me too. You know, th- this is like the recharge <laughs> to be able to go then go out and do things. Exactly. Um, there's a music show that I used to do. Well, I still kind of do it, but not as frequent because there's other things I'm doing. Um, and again, that's my recharge. So sometimes guitarists, you take a guitarist, for example, a musician. I think some of the best times that they enjoy the most is mm-hmm. when they're just sitting there and playing. Mm-hmm. They're not playing to record. They're not playing to create a song that's going to go on an album. They're just playing. Mm-hmm. And some of the fun times they have is just a bunch of people get together and jam. Right. And they're not even doing anything. It's just like they're just together and playing. Mm-hmm. So they're still doing their craft. Yeah. But their craft isn't creating anything that's going to be commercialized mm-hmm. and then put out there for people to buy. They're just playing. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like it for me too. And so I was like, yeah, I do do some fun things. Like I said, I like to go to the beach. I like to go out. I like to you know, socialize with people. I like to go check out different bars and things like that. But sometimes just doing this, mm-hmm. doing what I love to do, mm-hmm. even though it does take a little bit of effort, you know, the setup, the thinking about what we're going to talk about with the topics, you know, posting it online, doing all the things that are required to make a podcast go. But yet to me, that's all fun yeah. and downtime because yeah. that's what I enjoy doing. Yeah. I'm the same way. I honestly get excited you know, on the day that we're going to record, it's like, okay, you know, now we get to go because there's a, there's so much output that we do for other people. You know, we go to work and I know in, in my job at work during the day, it's just like a constant, um, it's a constant, uh, you know, what do we do about this? What do we do about that? You know, all the HR stuff, people's, you know, problems and, and all that kind of stuff. And I love that. I love problem solving, but then there's just so much of it at some point it's like, ah, like there's no, input and I and when we have a a craft when we have creativity when we have something that um so I think there's two parts of it you know we can decompress with a hike or go to the beach or to get away and be alone but then I think the fulfillment and the input comes is that when we are using our creativity through a hobby or through an art or or you know a craft um 
that that's when the really the energy really pours back in is when not just you know reading or not just writing but it's like I really want to solve this problem I really want to tackle this issue I really want to talk about you know how we can you know grow our character so that people's lives can be better that's what fuels me like okay these relationships are just ridiculous like how can I help how can I be a part of the solution and and really give um somebody you know, at least a little tidbit of information that, that might help them through that difficult relationship or that communication or conversation or whatever. That's what drives me. And I hear things and I'm like, Ooh, okay, maybe we could write a book about that. Maybe we could have a podcast. Maybe we could have a TV show. Maybe we could have, and there's all these ideas to start, you know, and when I can sit and just be alone so that my brain can latch onto that stuff and, and just run away and not worry about, finances or coronavirus or, or whatever, when it can just go freely and like, yeah, that would be a great story, you know, to publish, or this is a great idea. All of that, that free flowing energy is like, it just, my, my, I just feel my reservoir just filling, 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 filling. See, we've talked about in the past on different issues that there's the black, the white and the gray areas. And a lot of people like to live in the black and the white. Mm-hmm. I think this is one area that we can actually really live in the gray. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is people think, okay, if I have to have downtime, then I need to do something and get completely away. Whether it be for a hike, whether it hide in the closet and read a book, yeah. whether it be in a bubble bath, whether it be, you know, uh, a day at the spa. Okay, those might be good things to do, but it doesn't always have to be that way. That's, that's, that's good, but you also can be, okay, what do I enjoy? I enjoy cooking. Okay, you know what? I'm going to make something. That isn't for dinner. Right. I'm not going to, I want to make something that isn't going to benefit somebody because it's a necessity. I like to cook, so I'm just going to make something, mm-hmm. you know, make a souffle, you know, whatever that, that you always want to try a recipe, a dessert, something, you know, cause a lot of people can, you know, like to just experiment. I know, I know bartenders that will sit there and try to just create cocktails, different, you know, variations right. of drinks. They're still working. But they're doing something they enjoy mm-hmm. through their job. They're and that's creating ad- something. Advancing their um, passion. Yeah, exactly. They're moving it's, it forward. It's taking your passion and making, making it, it happen. happen. <laughs> Letting yourself be great. That's what it's about. And so that's why when I talk about the gray areas, when we think about societal obligations and, you know, oh, I have to mingle with you. Okay, so you want to know about me? Well, yeah, I can tell you about me, but maybe we can do something that's a little bit more exciting. Yeah that makes the conversation better, that makes us mingling enduring. Right. Maybe I could do something that other people think, hey, don't you do anything other than radio? Yeah, I do. But this is also what I like to do that keeps me sane mm-hmm. because it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Just like musicians will play. Hey, don't you want to go do something besides sit in your room and play guitar all day? I remember uh, <laughs> a lot of friends in high school, they would just sit and play guitar all day in their rooms and their parents would just go like nuts. But that's what you enjoy doing because that was their break from studying. That was their break from doing the chores. That was their break from, you know, relationships, whatever. And so that's the thing where you can live in those gray areas because society might say, this is what you do to relax. And this is what you do for, you know, downtime. And this is the vacation you take. But find that area where it's like a combination, maybe. Right. Here's your passion. You might be working your passion, but then how do you make it fun for you? Mm -hmm. And that's where some of the other things that, uh, that I would do. Um, whether it be posting little things on, on social media or whether it be doing a show or whether it be, you know, uh, trying to come up with, uh, interviews and things like that ideas. It's because that's all a part of the creative process for me, but it's also fun because that's Mm -hmm. what I enjoy. Just doing something you enjoy is, is the important part of self-care and taking care of yourself Mm -hmm. too. And getting away from the obligation, the obligatory and doing the, what I want to do. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important at work too. 
because a lot of times we have um, jobs that, you know, no job has a hundred percent of what, you know, you just mentioned with the podcast, we love sitting here and having this conversation, but then there's the marketing, there's the publishing, you know, to put it on all of the social platforms that we're on. There's a lot of work that is a little bit more tedious and not so fun. And every job has that. Sometimes people are, are um, not savvy enough to look for opportunities in their work that fit into their passion. It fit into their um, skill sets for like hobbies and, and creativity. And I always encourage people like, maybe you're just in the wrong seat of the, in the bus. Maybe it's not the job that you hate. Maybe there's a certain aspect of that job, but maybe um, you could go to your boss and, and talk about like, okay, I really enjoy doing this. Can I do more of it? You know, jobs can also, you know, there's always a different seat to sit in, but I think we forget that just because we go to a job that we have to do everything on there. And sometimes there's tasks that we're just going to hate, but when we embrace, okay, what it is, what is it about my day? What do I really like flourish in? When am I really feeling successful? When am I really on my game and I'm, you know, cranking through the work and I just love it and which, you know, what part of that? And then see if you can do more of that so that your day isn't so. Every day we should do um, those soul-fulfilling tasks, whether it's at home, whether it's at work. We should, you know, really zero in on our strengths and our passions and what it is that we enjoy um, and do more of it. Cause I think then we'll be happier people. Yeah. And that, and that's, that's the thing too, is like, you want to be able to make sure that you're happy because when you're happy, then you can endure some of those have to things like right. you say the job. I always like to use the analogy of, okay, if you're in a classroom, you have this big whiteboard and you put the box, mm-hmm. you draw a box in the whiteboard. Society tells you to live in that box. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is what you have to do. You have to do your nine to five job. You have to vacation this way. You have to do your social media this way. I, I love that. So especially with social media, there's so many rules that people tell you post at this time. You have to do this. You have to have this Ugh. color scheme. You have to, have to, have to, have to. It makes me so crazy. we live in this box. But then what I like to do is I like to show people, okay, you've got this box on a whiteboard. But look at outside the box, the whiteboard. Mm-hmm. There's so much more of a whiteboard. Or you take a look at the, the banner back here, and then there's so much outside the banner. So why live inside the box when you have the whole board mm-hmm. that you can mm-hmm. use? Mm-hmm. So erase the box and do what's best for you. So yes, yeah. you have a job situation, and you have to do those job requirements, but maybe there's a way to incorporate some other things. Be creative. You might have to start right. getting creative, and how can I make my job more exciting? Or maybe you have to go find a new job that fits more of what you want to do. Because like I was saying a minute ago, like I have to run the vacuum. I have to clean, like we have to, I have to do the laundry and I have to run the vacuum. I hate doing both of those things. But then what do you do to make it fun? So then I incorporate what makes me really happy, which is learning. I love to learn and I love to problem solve. So bring in, I've gone through books on tape. Like I want to read more books. I don't have time, but I can listen to them on tape put them in my pocket on my phone, take notes as I go and boom, I'm doing, I'm cleaning, but I'm not concentrating on the cleaning. I'm concentrating on learning. I'm like, what is my brain feeding on right now? So there's a lot of things that we can do in that scenario to make the have tos better and incorporate um, a little bit more of what really makes our heart sing. I remember back in college, I was helping my dad. He had a a cleaning business. So I was a custodian at a school, different schools, whatever. And so what I would do is I would put the Walkman on. Mm-hmm. Back then we had the Sony Walkman. 
and I'd listen to, to music. And that's how I was able to kind of get through my, my day because, um, you know, it just allowed me to have a, you know, do some fun with the job. Um, and then there's other, other places. Like I remember I've worked security jobs before we just stand there and you're just like, uh, whatever, what am I doing? Why am I doing this job? You know, so mind numbing. And so there's times where then you have to kind of challenge yourself. So I've been on both sides. Okay. I've had the jobs where it's been great. It's fun, like producing radio shows and being a part of radio shows where the whole day is just, Hey, this is great. You know, this is the best time. There's nothing I would change. And then there's times where I've done security. I'm just sitting there like, uh, why am I doing this? I could do anything else but this. And so you have to be a little bit more challenged in how you become, you know, creative. It was kind of like, People won't know this unless you were of a certain age, but when you were driving on a trip with your family, this was before the video games and the technology that we have today. You would play the alphabet game where you try to do, you know, okay, find whether it's a sign or the license plate game, how many different license plates can you find, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, sometimes I'm going to be Nevada, you're going to be Arizona and whoever gets the most Nevada plates, Arizona plates, you know, wins. So you had to come up with some of these Mm -hmm. kind of creative ideas. The diddles, all the cars with one light. Right, exactly. (laughs) So that was the thing. You started to, had to create create these things. Yeah. I think sometimes we, we lose that because we have a technology-based society where we are receiving only. Right. The entertainment is on our phone. It's our, an appendage. Right. And so we're just receiving, receiving, receiving. And then when it comes time to, okay, how can I get creative? Mm-hmm. We, we kind of lose that. Right. And, and, and that's what it is when it comes to, like for me, when you're talking about the mingling and some other things, it's I have the ability to maybe do some of these things because I wasn't in this technology era. You know, I had to come up with the creative things and I don't mind. Plus, you know, to me, I'm kind of confident knowing myself, like you mentioned earlier, knowing yourself and knowing what you're going to do. I'm completely fine with telling stories. If that's going to be interesting and entertaining to me, I have no problem with that. I don't fear that, you know, um, it's yeah. just, and, and it's just like doing it. And I think we talked about it before too. It's like, you know, for us to sit down and do something like this and put it out there, I have no problems just doing it and putting it out there. Whereas others might have a problem with the whole idea of just doing it and putting it out there. Right. I've had people in the past that like to edit their shows and make sure it's like perfect before they put it out there. And then there's others like me that just, just do it and put it out there, have fun with it. And, and so again, you got to know yourself, but it is important that you don't live inside that box, mm-hmm. that you be able to use the whole board, mm-hmm. be able to come creative in, in how you're doing things and how you're working, because then it avoids the whole mundane routine of life. Right. And life is way more fulfilling. Right. Life is way more exciting if we're doing things that are exciting and fulfilling and taking time for ourselves and doing whatever it is that we enjoy doing. And as, and especially during times like now when, you know, during this coronavirus and a lot of people are quarantined, um, you know, it's still time to live. It's still time to, this is a temporary situation. Um, it's going to pass. Every, every illness that has come through is on a bell curve and it doesn't last, you know, forever. Um, hopefully we're not going to experience a lot of tragedy with this but there's still a lot of living to do. We focus so much on the what if and what could and, and shoulda, coulda, woulda. Don't should on yourself, by the way. Stop shooting on yourself. Um, but there's still time to live and there's still time to, this is a great time when things are quiet to be creative and to remember what your dreams are and to plan for the future and to map out, you know, your passions and, and what it is that you want to be successful at and, what are your core values? This would be a great time to do that project, to list out your core values. And, and core values are just, you know, what drives you. They're not the, the wannabes like, oh, you know, honest and, 
and trustworthy, but what is it that drives you, right? So my core value is I'm a learner because that's what drives my behavior. So I can say that that's a core value. But this is a great time to figure that stuff out. You know, when we're in tragedy is not the time to to give up and and to not do those things that fulfill us and to not be creative. Now's the time to get creative and to embrace our our passions and to use those to say, look, you know, I'm, I'm still going to move forward. I'm still going to live life. It might look a little bit different, but, but wherever you go, there you are. I'm still the same person. I still have the same dreams. So, you know, the desires and passions, we should take those off the shelf during this time and not keep them under lock and key. When I was, uh, I grew up in California, I grew up in LA and my first radio job was in Iowa. It was, uh, in the Midwest, in case you don't know where Iowa is. And so, uh, <laughs> you'll be surprised. I, I, I kid you not. They'll be surprised. Well, I've had people say, where's Iowa? It's back there. <laughs> okay. And then, um, and then I, my second job was in Nebraska before I came back to LA. But so when I was in Iowa, the year was really bad. It was a bad winter, really bad. And so, of course, me being from California and not really being a part of snow, the first blizzard hit and I'm out there doing everything snow related I can. Right. Okay. And people are looking out the windows like, who's this nut job out there in the blizzard <laughs> running around in the snow? And I was completely unprepared for it, too. I've got like, you know, a California coat, right? No, you need like a winter coat, which I didn't have. You know, I thought my, you know, members only jacket was going to yeah. be my winter coat because that was my winter coat in L.A. Um, no. And so I'm the one running around, but the, but the mindset was for people that have experienced it, you kind of get into this rut and this mundane, okay, it's a blizzard. I stay indoors right, and just exist. Right. Whereas for me, it was exciting. It was new. And so I was going to go out there and do everything I possibly can mm-hmm. to have fun, you know, sledding, um, you know, snowman, you know, all the stupid stuff, the snow angels, you know, everything you kind of, you know, see and read about, I wanted to do an experience <laughs> because it was like the first real time it snowed. And then about two months later, I'm like, okay, this stuff can go away now. Cause it like snowed for like six months right? and it over. didn't go away. It was there forever. I had like walls and walls of snow. It was the only time ever where the, remember the post office was through rain, snow, sleet, and hail. It was the first time ever I got a note from the post office and said they weren't delivering snow uh, mail anymore because my snow on the walk was too high. Oh, wow. And so they were actually going to turn me away. So I had to actually find a way to shovel snow, which I had no place to put it because right. I already had so much. But that was, the, but that was kind of like the thing. So my neighbor pulls me aside one time and he's like, hey, why are you always out in the snow? I mean, you know, you're nutty. It's like, no, this is a new experience for me. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this is what I want to experience because who knows if I'll be able to experience it again. But the mentality was a fresh one because mm-hmm. he's like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Cause yeah, we kind of get complacent and we just mm-hmm. kind of live. Okay. It's snow. So we're coming in, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's, it's summer. So we're going to go have fun and do all that stuff. But now it's snow. So we're going to hunker down. We hunker down, we have babies and we gain weight. <laughs> that was like the thing to do in the Midwest during the winter. You hunker down, you gain weight and yes. you have kids. Yes. But then this idea of somebody coming from outside of the area who is used to running around 24 seven, 365, because the weather's always nice in California. Um, and here they're out in the snow and screwing around and being stupid. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a refreshing thing to them to kind of remind them that, Hey, it's okay to kind of think outside the box. We don't have to hunker down. Yeah. You don't have to just always, you know, eat and do what we normally do for the last 20 years. We can do other things. Right. Um, I remember one time I called, so I uh, called somebody up from the radio station. I went like, Hey, where's the, where's the closest hotel that has like an indoor swimming pool? <laughs> and they're like, what do you mean? It's January. Why do you want to swim? Oh, well, it's an indoor swimming pool. Why not? And I had to go like to Sioux Falls two hours away to find oh, a hotel that, and so I made a day trip, got a couple <laughs> people, made a day trip to this hotel. We snuck in and we swam, um, but nobody else was swimming. So it was things like that, becoming creative. <laughs> 
and doing things <laughs> that were fun. And so sometimes just in life. So then yeah. I take that analogy because that's an extreme analogy. And sometimes in life, you know, we kind of get into that routine of I get up, I go to work. Mm-hmm. I go to work, I come home. I sit in front of the TV until I go to bed. I've got to do this on the weekends. I've, I've got to, you know, like you mentioned, I think sports and kids earlier. You know, I've got to go to the ball game. I've got to go to the practice. I've got to do this. Gotta, 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 gotta. Mm-hmm. But where in that gotta do we are you doing the, yeah, yeah. Do you, the, the want to, and I'm making it fun and exciting for me. Mm-hmm. You know, there'd be times where, you know, if you're sitting and you're a soccer mom, for example, and you're sitting at soccer practice watching little Johnny kick the ball around and it's mm-hmm. like boring as hell because you've been there a hundred times and Johnny still hasn't figured out how to kick the ball. <laughs> well, is there something else that you're doing that can make it more exciting? Exercise. Go for a walk. When my walk kids around were it. in yeah. swim, I would say, look, you're going to go to swim practice and I am going to go run the hills. Yeah. And so they were like, no, stay and watch me. I'm like, okay, I'll watch for 10 minutes yeah. and then I'm going to go run. Yeah, that was, then that was my time. I see so many parents sitting and watching their kids. And I'm like, gosh, you're out here. Like there's, you know, yeah. and, nature everywhere. Go take a walk while your kids yeah. are. And it's important to, you know, watch your kids, but it's also important to use that time so it doesn't become a drag. Yes. Because I would imagine if you just sat there and watched swim, it'd become boring. It it'd is. become a drag. Yes. And then when... Little Johnny's like, hey, it's soccer practice, mom. Uh, soccer practice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to go. And then you're trying to come up with an excuse not to go to soccer practice yeah. because little Johnny wants to go, but you don't want to. So you're like, oh, you had a can't go. Um, well, if it's like, hey, oh, yeah, soccer practice. That means I get my walk in. That means I get to watch my kid play. That means I get to maybe mingle a little bit with somebody, you know, because other soccer moms. No, may- we'll leave that part out. <laughs> leave that part out. Maybe I have to bring the orange slices with the Capri Suns, you know, I don't know, you know. And so you kind of make it fun and exciting. Yeah. And that's what you got to do. You got to take, First off, you have to take time for yourself and whatever that is, you got to figure out who you are and take the time for yourself. But then also when it comes to those obligatory things, make them fun, make it exciting. I mean, life doesn't have to be dull and boring. Uh, you know, students have taken my classes, you know, they don't, they realize it's not dull and boring. Some things we do have to do that are dull and boring, but my whole class was never like that. Right. Radio shows I produced, you know, was never dull and boring. I think part of the problem in life for me has always been, I've never been one to just live by the mold. Here's no, the mold don't. of what you do. <laughs> you and definitely I don't. don't live by that mold. No. I break the mold and sometimes that gets me in trouble because other people <laughs> that live by the mold don't understand that there's life outside that. Yeah. You know, they live in the box and there's a whole life outside the box and people don't understand that my box is outside and you're limited to this. I'm this. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is what we were talking about the last podcast is that it comes down to character. It comes to doing the opposite you know, in a situation, the opposite of what we want to do. It's grateful for the snow, even though it's there nine months out of the year and taking advantage and playing in it. It's being grateful for, um, you know, we've, the freeways are clear right now. It's being great. You know, we get to do things, right? We still get to live life. We still get to be who we are. We still get to create. We still get to. And and you're right. I think we, we have so many, there was a, a girl in a store and I said, how are you doing the cashier clerk? I said, how are you doing today? She's like, Oh, I have to be here three more hours. And I looked at her and I said, no, you get to be here three more hours. You get to have a paycheck. You get to have a job when no one else has, this was a while ago, not during the virus, but you get to have a job when other people are looking for. And she's like, yeah, you know, I guess you're right. So it's just this attitude is the perspective that we look for. It's the, the, um, character that we have inside of us that are we going to appreciate what we have, make the best of what we have, um, with what we've, the situation that we'll be given, or are we going to complain that things are not great right now? And so therefore life is gloom and doom. Like life can still be beautiful in quarantine and still be beautiful and hopeful 
you know, that's the whole point of hope. Like if we didn't have bad situations, there wouldn't be the necessity for hope. And if we didn't have fear, there wouldn't be the necessity for faith, right? And so we forget, we can say it on a, on a bumper sticker or on a billboard or put it on, you know, a nice little quote on Instagram, but do we really live by that? Do we really embrace, you know, our passion in the time of, of despair or, or, you know, really live in a time when everything all over the news is just, you know, just negative. What was at the bottom of Pandora's box? <laughs> hope. That's right. The last thing that came out was hope. I mean, actually, it didn't come out. I guess everything, well, I guess depending on the version, but yeah. everything comes flying out, all this negative, and they look in the bottom and there's hope in the bottom of Pandora's box. Right. So just to final that finalize that security job story, while well, I was sitting there doing nothing, I literally was sitting there guarding a parking lot. Uh. Okay. But the job consisted of um, a showcase house. And then the showcase house they would have, and people would come through and they would tour the house and stuff. And so then there was like Wolfgang Puck had like a kitchen where then people could spend, um, have lunch and stuff like that because it was this big mansion somewhere. And they remodeled it and then becomes a showcase house. You know, it's a big uppity thing. But here was the thing. So what I started to realize was that the workers in the kitchen would come to the back lot where I was just standing there guarding this parking lot, and they'd smoke. That was their smoke break. Mm-hmm. Hey, you have a smoke? Ah, oh, sorry, dude, I don't smoke. Light bulb. Next day, I'd packs of smokes. They would come up and be like, hey, do you have a smoke? Oh, I do. Here's a smoke. Well, how much do I owe you? Nah, don't worry about it. Keep it. Oh, really? Yeah, no, nah, don't worry about it. It's cool. Well, then that turned into they would exchange pizza for smokes mm, there you go so i that's how it became a, a thing for me to break my boredom was that when the people came if they didn't have smokes i would offer them a smoke and then they bring me it was you know just a small little personal pizzas whatever at the end of the day because they had leftovers or whatever yeah. they would make sure that they would give me the thing mm-hmm. so that was a way for me in my creativity or in my environment to take mm-hmm. that boring mundane job of like a and turn it into something fun i didn't i didn't need to eat i mean i didn't Need to have that, but it was something fun to do. No, I don't have smokes with you now. No, you can't have smokes. You're quitting. Uh, no, but but um, but that was just something fun for me to be able to do because then I also got to interact and tell my you know sensational stories to the people that were smoking, and they got to tell their sensational yeah. stories, and you know it was, it was just fun. Um, but that's the thing you got to take life, no matter what it is, and be creative with it. Have fun with it. Yes, you have to do the have tos. You ought to do the oughtas, but. Make it fun. Make it exciting. Do the things that are fun. There was um, somebody for my birthday, that, a friend of mine that was sending me, uh, was going to send me the, a number of emails because she couldn't uh, text or anything. She had to do emails of my age. And um, she was counting up 13, 14, and then she jumped to like a bigger number. And I'm like, wait a minute, what happened to these numbers? <laughs> because, you know, she just, it just ran out of time for the day. I'm that old. It ran out of time of the day. But no, but it was just kind of a fun thing. It was kind of a creative thing where I'd get these little just two, three, uh, word, uh, emails. And so it's just kind of another fun, creative way to spend the day. So that was the thing. It's like, you can do things where you can have fun and you can have excitement and you can enjoy what you're doing. So whether it's the mundaneness of being a checker at a check stand or whether it's, you're being a cubicle mm-hmm. or whether it's, you're doing a podcast or whether you're driving a quarantine, a quarantine, yeah, whatever it is, <laughs> those things that you can do to make it fun, make it exciting. You just yeah. got to think outside the box. You know, and it doesn't have to be binge watching Netflix. I mean, that could be a part of it. It's a but great time to organize, great time yeah. to spring clean, a great time to catch up on, you know, whatever it is. And a great time to think about your future and what you want to do. You know, just right. self-reflection. Right. Oftentimes, 
Yeah. Oftentimes just sitting there Mm -hmm. and reflecting upon yourself and what you want to do. But it all stems going back to the the premise of this is that you have to find something that you enjoy to do Mm -hmm. so that then you can start having some fun. So you, whether it's your hike, whether it's you're going to the beach and listening to music, whether it be your bubble bath, whether it be your glass of wine, whether it be your coffee in the morning, the simple things, whatever it is that you're doing, you're finding your, your fun that's going to refresh you and recharge your battery. Right. But then now you can turn that into how can I then make the rest of my life so that I don't need to go to the beach every single day and listen to music and just to recharge. I can do that for fun, <laughs> you know, um, but now stay home so I can continue to go to the beach. Um, but, but that's the thing. It's, it's, it's having fun and enjoying life because life is short. Life goes by quick. You never know, like the coronavirus, all these sports fans, done. Mm-hmm. There's no sports. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do to be creative? I had uh, one guy I know, he kept sending me messages. He didn't know what he was going to do. He's a former student. Didn't know what he's going to do because there was no sports. And so I kept, hey, listen to Two Steps Head podcast. <laughs> uh, we got about 20 episodes that you can listen to. That's about 20 hours you know, yeah, of stuff to do. For sure. Um, but you got to find things to do. You yeah, know? and there's sports on repeat. There's sports oh, yeah. um, that can be looked up, you know, old games and old fight. We like uh, UFC fights. We right. watch a lot of that. So Explains a lot about you, your violent <laughs> tendencies. <laughs> I really like watching it. Joe Rogan is an excellent um, commentator. So, um, yeah, I think that we um, can always embrace. We can always mm. use whatever it is that we have in front of us at that moment and turn it into a positive and turn it into a hope, hopeful situation. Two steps ahead podcast, highlighting the stuff we've stepped in. So you don't have to, Hey, take your passion, make it happen. Let yourself be great. You can find us all over the place and we've got some exciting news coming out, uh, eventually as to, <laughs> well, sooner, probably rather than later, by the time you hear this, we might have already made announcements about the expansion of the show. But um, you can find us on Instagram, IGTV. Uh, our Instagram account is Two Steps Ahead Podcast. Uh, my personal Instagram is Edem Rocks, E-I-D-E-M-R-O-C-K-S. Your Instagram is? I am at Tara Hoke Shiro, T-A-R-A-H-O-K-E-S-C-H-I-R-O. And like I said, you can watch full episodes on Instagram TV at Two Steps Head Podcast. We're also on YouTube. Uh, Two Steps Head Podcast on YouTube. And then you can find us on all the audio platforms, such as SoundCloud. Link is in the bio of Two Steps Ahead and mine. And then you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Pandora, iHeartMedia, Stitcher, uh, iTunes. And the easiest thing to do, because we're on the Google Podcast platform, is just type in Google search Two Steps Ahead Podcast, and we pop up, and you can listen to the audio version of the show there. Uh, But Two Steps Ahead Podcast, uh, thanks for listening. Do tell a friend highlighting the stuff we've stepped in so you don't have to let yourself be great. We'll see you next time. Thanks guys.